Ooh, welcome. Step right in. Take a look around. I promise that no matter who you are, we've got something here for you. Think of any creature, any companion, any friend. We've got it. It's our business to provide to you our valued customer. Anything that you could possibly think of. Anything at all. So, think real hard. Because we've got all that and more here at Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. Boom! Off oh. we go to a place where we've never been before. To the space, Griffin! <laughs> We are floating in space, this is true. Yes. We are here amongst the stars and the cosmos above. Uh, oh, it's, it's just oh so beautiful. Oh, Zach, look, a shooting star. Oh, I'm oh. glad to be here with you and no one else. I'm glad to oh, share hey, this everyone. with you. Hi, audience. Hey, uh, we didn't hear you there. <laughs> <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> this is a bad bit. Let's move on. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. I am Griffin. And I am Zach. And today we are introducing you to some more lovable and gooey creatures Lo for you to to love. Lovable and what? What was that other adjective? Gooey. Gooey. I heard dewy. Oh, like, I mean, maybe. Like Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Louie. Yeah, that's the one. Donald um, Duck's uh, 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 rapscallion nephews? Yeah, so I got very confused there. Or you were describing them as like having qualities of uh, like that of dew. Yeah. That one would um, find on a blade of grass. Yes. Well, now, now that you brought it up, Griffin, what would be the best adjective to describe Huey, Dewey, and Louie, uh, Donald Duck's nephews? What, would you say ragamuffin? I was going to go with rambunctious. Rambunctious? But, but, like, if you were to call them, like, you bunch of... Oh, would, would it be, um, like, hooligans? Mm, Rapscallions? Ragamuffins? Uh, 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 hmm. You took all the good ones. I was trying to come up with, like, another well, I, one, but, like, well, rapscallions... Well, now it's multiple choice, bitch. Take one. <laughs> <laughs> um... I'd probably go with Rapscallions. Rapscallions. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, um, see, see, like, Whippersnappers, like, maybe. Ooh, Whippersnappers is very good. Because that's a very old man thing to yeah. yell at a group of children. Uh, yeah, see, like, like, because, uh, uh, like, with Ragamuffins, mm -hmm. like, like, it's like, they're kind of, like. There's some endearing quality, perhaps. Yeah, maybe. But Rapscallion yeah, no, is just like, ugh. Like, yeah. You just irritate me. You rapscallion. Yeah, ragamuffins, like, they're endearing, but also they're not the brightest. But Huey, Dewey, and Louie, they're pretty smart. They're pretty clever ducks. Pretty yeah. smart. So rapscallion, like, mm -hmm. they're, 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 they're uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They're like a fox. They're very coy. Yeah. They're very, very, uh. Sly. Sly. That's the one. Like mm. Sly, Sly Cooper. You like, remember Sly Cooper? I do remember like, Sly Cooper. What What a game series. We should, we should invite him to the shop sometime. Oh, good old Sly. Yeah. Also, we should just play through those games. They're just very play good. through Sly Cooper. Yeah, man. Oh, what a, I remember renting a, a Sly Cooper mm. from Hollywood Video oh, in Canton, Ohio, uh, which is now closed <laughs> as our most video stores. Yes. And um, there I is still one in t or there's a there's a family video in town here. Uh, the one on Main closed. It's wait, not there. wait, it closed. It's not there anymore. No. <laughs> yeah, I know we were very sad because my bit <laughs> before Nicole and I moved away. Like we we went there like like multiple times during like weeks. Like yeah. 
we'd go, we'd get a couple moves, because they also had, like, real cheap snacks. You'd get some real good, like, microwave popcorn for, like, a buck. Yeah. And some candy and stuff, and go watch some movies. It was yeah. nice. Um, speaking of uh, your fiancé yes. uh, and, and yourself. Yes. Um, My, our life here mm-hmm. now. In, I, I understand there is a, a new member of the Pet Shop family. Yes, no, we didn't have a baby, everyone. We um we adopted a cat. Yeah. <laughs> a wonderful, wonderful cat um who uh, uh the feline who formerly known as Petunia, um but who is now rightfully named Ripley. Ripley. Uh, yes. And she is uh, just a, a medium-haired tabby cat of joy. She's uh, very pretty. Who knows how to work my heart <laughs> oh so well. The process for me, from my perspective, was great. Because it was like the first week that you had moved back. And you were like, on Monday of that week, you were like, yeah, me and Nicole are thinking about getting a cat. And then I came over to your place on Tuesday and there was a like cat climbing tower. Yeah. And I was like, so you're getting a cat. You're like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Wednesday there was a cat. Yeah. We had been, I mean, granted, before that, we had been already thinking about it. I know, that but from my perspective, you. you went from thinking about getting a cat to having a cat yeah. in a day and a half. In, in a day and a half, yeah. It was in great. less no, than 48 hours. No, she's wonderful. It, it, it's very funny. My transformation from being like, a, I'll never own a cat to having a cat that I'm obsessed with, mm-hmm. uh, with is, uh, is a fun one. I understand. I mean, yeah, my, my first interaction with a cat was well with my stepdad's cat, Pearl, who was the devil. Yeah. Um, would, like, trip you down the stairs yeah. type devil. Um, and so I was like, I'm never going to have a cat again. And then I started dating Nicole, and she's like, yeah, we're going to get a cat at some point. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want a cat, Nicole. And she's like, after you know, over like a year and a half uh, of wearing me down, was like, we're getting a cat, right? <laughs> and I was like, all right, it it can't be white furred mm-hmm. because I want to be able to wear black clothes. Fact. And it needs to be nice to me. As, <laughs> as, as someone who used to date someone with a white cat, yes, I understand. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? A twist in this tale was about a year and a half ago, Nicole, uh, in talking with someone else, let slip that she's allergic to cats. Wait, Nicole's allergic to cats? Nic- yes. What the uh, fuck? I know. Apparently, as a child, they couldn't let the cat be in her room because she wouldn't be able to breathe. And I was like, Nicole, you've been saying for the last three years of our relationship. <laughs> <laughs> that we're gonna get a cat what on earth she's like yeah i just really want one if i if i if i, if I love it enough i won't be allergic right? that's not how that works nicole <laughs> um but, is, she, uh, is she good like yeah she hasn't had a problem so god bless it <laughs> what, what's nice about having a medium hair is that she doesn't like shed like everywhere she like clumps yeah so like we'll have we'll find like tufts of shed hair and right. it's not like hair is going to be everywhere which is nice i really appreciate because again i like to not have cl- hair all over my clothes. for sure for sure yes uh but alas uh regardless of 
<laughs> Nikki's allergies. <laughs> we we welcome one uh, Ripley Tuttle Rob into our uh, extended pet shop family. She's so cute, you guys. She's actually gorgeous as fuck. She, oh, not she's lie. such a she's such a regal cat. And like I have goodness. seen some 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 gorgeous felines in my day. Um, you know, back some back when I was felines. back when I was outside of this prison of man flesh. Uh, and amongst my own kin. Um, <laughs> Good God. But uh, we have a new a new member of the family. Huzzah, huzzah. Huzzah, huzzah. huzzah On huzzah. with the episode. On with the show. Here we um, are. First, let, us, let, us, let us step back inside. You know what? It's... It's really been a minute since we've taken like a good just like look around this this lovely store of ours. I said store. I kind of store, s- store. this lovely store of ours. <laughs> yes. Just I I I just don't I don't want to take this for granted. You know this this yeah. uh, this lovely business we have supported by our lovely customers. Most definitely. Well, you know, <sighs> if you, when you think about it, Griff, mm. it is now August, and that means in about. What two, three months? It'll be a full year in of pet shopping. After this episode, three more episodes, right? So yes. we'll do. Wait, that math's not right. Well, let's let's find out. We have to do something special for the anniversary, though. Yeah, twenty-six episodes will be 20th. our year. Yes, we'll have to. Yeah, we need to start planning an anniversary party. That we do. Yeah, yeah. and with that, and just what we're going to do for that anniversary episode. But more we- importantly, the party. I mean, yeah, but it's just like the people that listen to the show aren't going to be in attendance. Why don't we invite them? We live stream the party. We could do that. That's what I'm that, saying. That, that could work. But uh, let's uh, let's dive in, shall we? Let's, let us dive in. Um, today's all of our today's creatures are going to be brought to you by, of course, our dear friend Oval. Good old Oval. Um, yes, Oval's, oh goodness. Manual of Critters. Manual of Critters, yes. Oval's Manual of Critters. Um, and uh, we've got some uh, some tasty ones for you. <laughs> not like, no, we have not sampled them with our mouths. Yeah, they I'm are. Not, I'm not going to eat them. That, that, would be, that would be barbaric of me. <laughs> That'd be really, we're terrible salesmen. Yes. Yeah, tasty was not a good adjective. I take it back. I take it back, people. Now... The first creature we're going to talk about is a very odd one. Uh, um, I think you mean are, creatures. <laughs> yes. Cre- well, creature creatures are cranium rats. Now, cranium rats <laughs> are essentially rats, but their brain is a little more boosted and therefore uh, resides um, sort of poking out of the top of their head. Yeah. Um, now, cranium rats were sort of created by mind flayers by just sort of bombarding them with psionic energy. Yeah. Now it, it says that they're let's 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 start let's let's clear the air real quick. They're still rats. They are, <laughs> but just... but people but pet rats are a thing. I know people who have had pet rats in the past and swear by them and love them dearly. Um, Normally, their brains aren't visible, so that's a new twist. A new twist that, on rats. Exactly. But, but um, yeah, hit me with the... What happened to these poor creatures? Well, yeah, like, as I said, you know, mind flayers bombard them with psionic energy, and then, boom, they kind of took on some psionic ability themselves. Oh, boy. Um, they're no smarter than an ordinary rat, um, and behave as such. Um, however, when they are together... Um, 
that's when things get a little buck wild. <laughs> they sort of meld into a single hive mind intelligence um, with a, com- uh, as this says, accumulated memories of all of the swarm's constituents. Oh my god. They do become smarter as a result and retain that heightened uh, intelligence for as long as the swarm persists. Uh, it oh, also man. awakens latent psionic abilities oh, implanted within each cranium rat by its mind flayer creators, it's bestowing like, upon the swarm psionic spe- uh, powers similar to spells. It's like an AI neural network. Like Yes. As they are brought closer together, they all get smarter. What's very fun um, is that uh, they do illuminate from their brain in a five-foot radius. <laughs> So they're also night lights. Great. Yes. So their brain glows. As I um, hear the dissonant whispers of a hundred rats in my house. Yes. Um, I won't they, be uh, afraid of the dark. When they form together, um, they become immune to um, any uh, sort of abilities or effects that would figure out, sense their emotions or read their thoughts. Um <laughs> And any sort of divination magics that would sense where the horde is. No one is looking for a swarm of cranium rats is all I'm saying. What the shit? Also, like, okay, I know that they, they, they're, okay, they get the heightened intelligence from being part of a hive mind. That's fine. I've not known rats to express a wide range of emotions. Yes. Now... Um, if a rat is separated from the swarm, um, it starts, um, it, it's mind still pretty boosted just from the, 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 the group sort of, uh, energy that it was a part of. And then every day, every day that intelligence fades until it's back, um, to the, you know, normal rat sort of levels. So it's got a psychic battery. Yes. That it drains... Over the days. Mm-hmm. Now, it's a, this is great. Telepathic vermin. Well, yeah. A, a single low-intelligence cranium rat uses its natural tel- uh, telepathy to communicate hunger, fear, and other base emotions. A swarm of cranium rats communicating telepathic- telepathically speaks as one creature, often referring to itself using the collective pronouns we and us. That is horrifying. <laughs> but kind of amazing we are hungry <laughs> yes um now that stuff i was talking about um th- those abilities actually it just goes to one cranium rat the swarm have some more stuff oh, i Lord. know oh, so no. just your regular one is able to glow and has that telepathic shroud that keeps people from sensing where it's at go on now, yes uh, the whole group they illuminate um and when they're together that that illumination of course grows because they're closer together um from their brain lights. From their brain lights. Uh, during a, uh, uh, together, they can um, at will cast command, comprehend languages, and detect thoughts. Holy shit, what? <laughs> as well as once a day, um, they can cast both confusion and dominate monster. No! <laughs> <laughs> That's actually horrifying. I did yes. not know they could do that. Together, they're real scary. All right, the swarm can so they occupy... can just sorry back backing up a second. They can just straight up mind control someone. Yes. 
Why do we have these? <laughs> yes. Now, uh, just like any other swarm of you know, vermin or rats or whatever else, they can occupy any other creature's sort of area um, and can move through an opening as lar- uh, you know, large enough for a tiny rat. They just line up and go through. Fuck um, me, dude. Yes. Now, they are spies originally. They're, you know, as the, the Mind Flayers created them, they are meant to be spies for an elder brain. Um, so they use them to go out and, uh, you know, be the eyes and ears for the elder brain. I guess um, that tracks. Just transmitting all the information they collect, you know, via their, uh, that, that telepath, uh, tele- telepathy is what I almost said. <laughs> Telepathy is the word. Yeah. Um, Yes, but they every once in a while they do occasionally spread beyond the elder brain's range of influence. Whatever these rats do is of no concern to the elder brain, and the illithids can always make more if they so desire. So not on so so, cranium rats by default are part of like a mind flare elder brain psionic yeah, network. Illithid, exactly. But they can go rogue. They can go rogue, and the once they're gone, people are they're normally just like eh, whatever. Somewhere out there. There is a there is a king of the cranium rats who is yeah. honestly probably one of the most influential uh entities of that particular versus yeah. subterranean Definitely. domains. Now you want what I wanna see. Mm. Sitcom idea, you ready? Oh god. Cranium rats in a trench coat. <laughs> It's just cranium rats. Uh, that's living, it. <laughs> living an average Joe life, just disguised. It, you know, it's it, they're just in a trench coat, piled on each other, and using their brilliant mind to uh, solve mysteries or something. I don't know. It is very weird when the cranium rats in a trench coat walk into a Starbucks and they'd be like, "Yes, we would like a caramel macchiato. We would like a caramel macchiato." <laughs> and the barista's just like. Are you a bunch of rats in a trench coat? Why are your brains glowing? (laughs) You got a strange uh, uh, backlight in your coat there. Yeah, Um, and then then they're like, silence. Do not worry about our coat. We will let you say nothing, and then they use Dominate Monster, and she's like, I will say nothing. I will make you the caramel macchiato. Now you will give us our caramel macchiato for free. (laughs) I will give it to you for free. But But then, inevitably, someone bears witness to this and does call the police, and the police then have to try to arrest 100 cranium rats in a trench coat. Yes. Um, which does not go well, because then they just flee the trench coat. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Now, And they yeah. go back to their high-rise New York apartment. <laughs> exactly. And, with, and open up the closet, and it's just full of trench coats. <laughs> there this is, is a common yeah. occurrence. Yeah, there's at least one fedora that they, they put on for accent. Oh, for sure. Yes. When, it, when it rains. There you go. Yeah, and they 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 pop the collar up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So yeah, friends at home. We uh we do have a a, a small. I, I I hate to call them a swarm. It makes it seem so derogatory. A but yes, a, uh, a, a a gathering, uh, uh a herd, a plural ga- gaggle noun for rats. No, I know it's rats. I know well, the plural uh, of rat is, is, is rats. You're looking for the collective now. Uh, yeah. That's what I meant. Give me the... No way. What? It's a mischief. A mischief of rats? A mischief of rats. That's awesome. I, I love that. That's super appropriate for cranium oh, rats, too. That's really good. A mischief of rats. A yes. Mischief so of we rats. have a, a, a small mischief of rats uh, that we have sort of in a bit of a psionic shield at the moment. 
um, just to keep our brains safe, safe, <laughs> um, and the brains of our other uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for employees. Stock. Well, employees, but also the creatures that you know we 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 yeah uh, take care of our menagerie. Our menagerie. There we go. I'm I hot like on my that. words today. Hey, there while I'm here, hit me with another animal so I can tell you they're collective. Uh, mongoose. Hmm. It's going to be a tough pull. I don't have mongooses. I like owls. They're a parliament. They are a parliament. Um, <laughs> Who comes up with this shit? Well, then you have a, a murder of crows and an yep. unkindness of ravens. Uh, is that? That's not real. An unkindness? Oh my god. Yeah. Who comes up with this shit? A crash of rhinoceroses? Is it really called a crash? A crash. That's so good! A bouquet of pheasants? <laughs> <laughs> what about peacocks? Peacocks. There's three. <laughs> They're all buckwild. Uh, take, your, take your pick. You have a muster of peacocks. Okay. A pride of peacocks, which okay. is fair, or yeah. my favorite of the pack, an ostentation of peacocks. I love ostentation. That's very, very good. Because they're I'm very gonna, ostentatious. I'm going to go with that one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, one more. Yeah. I'm going to throw a, a curveball at you. Okay. I'm bound by the by the limitations of this Wikipedia page. Okay. Um, a pangolin. Ooh, that's going to be a tough one. Yeah, no dice. Ah, pangolins are so cute. They're pretty great. I know you got a soft spot for pangolins. I do. I do love pangolins. They're very cute. How about... We'll do a pangolin one day. Well, no, because they're they're a protected species. We just want them to do their thing right now. (laughs) How about vultures? Ooh. It's a kettle of vultures. What about condors? Condors. I mean, what's the difference at that point? Um, Condors are bigger. I guess that's fair. A lot bigger. Don't got condors. You're picking, oh, really? you're picking too many obscure animals, Zachary. Oh, but an ostentation is very good. Yeah, I do think I do think a mischief of rats wins the day. Yeah. Ooh, what about foxes? Mm, foxes. All right, this has got to be our last one. Yeah, we're still in the first one, and we're almost about halfway through the episode. There's so. there's two. Eh, that's fine. Um, there's a leash of a foxes, leash. which I think oh. is lame, or a skulk. Ooh, a skulk of foxes. I just like that a baby fox is called a kid. Hold up, sorry. Last one, because it's right here. An army of frogs. I'm not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's real good. They don't even have arms! That's that's kind of fair. What the fuck? Alright, anyway, shall we? So, <laughs> we have several mischiefs of cranium rats. Mm-hmm. Um, we have several third... telepathies of cranium rats. There we go. <laughs> Several wheeze of cranium. Rats. <laughs> That's pretty good. Some wheeze and some usses. Beautiful. Oh, so yeah, man. cranium rats. Very cool. They're something, all right. I don't know. I'm not sold on them, but maybe it's because they the the fear of mind control is strong with me. So, and it's like you know how like like a lot of animals can they can tell when. You know, you don't like animals, and they'll... Yeah. Like, if, if you walk up to a dog, and you're like, oh, I don't like dogs, and that dog's like, ooh, I don't like you, because you don't like dogs. They just yeah. kind of know. I think the rats can tell, also because they can read my mind. I think yeah. that they can just tell that I'm afraid of them. They can they can hear fear. They... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, cranium rats. If you're interested in some weird psionic rats, hit us up. Yeah. 
So, moving on from Cranium Rats, uh, we have another uh, lovely, uh, arguably iconic creature from uh, Oval's good uh, Manual of Critters. Um, let me ask you, Zach, have you ever, um, have you ever been to France? No. Do you know what, you know what a, a, a common delicacy in France is? Um, not shaving your armpits. No, it's, uh, escargot. Yes. Which is, of course, French for snails. The snails, yes. Yes. Oh, I just had a great, uh, moment of opportunity, uh, just struck me. Um, hey, Zach. Yes. What does a snail on top of a turtle say? I don't know. Whee! What the... Yay! You're not laughing, Zach. Is it because I've told you this joke a million times already? Yeah. I have four snail jokes, listeners at home, and I love them dearly, and no one else does. But, to segue into this, we're talking about flail snails. Yep. <laughs> Zach is now going to be disgruntled with me for the rest of this episode because I snuck uh, a snail joke into the episode. Uh, it's been be- haunting me with these for eight years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, uh, I'm sure you're asking, what's a flail snail? Well, it's a snail. It's, yeah. a, very, it's a very big snail at like, that. Like bigger than most people snail. Bigger than most people. Um it is classified as an elemental, however. It is a uh, creature of elemental earth that is often prized for its glorious, prismatic, multi-hued shell. And hunters are often lulled into false senses of confidence upon sighting this seemingly non-hostile creature. Um, but if any other creature large enough to be a threat, approaches too close, the snail unleashes a flash of scintillating light. And then the attacks with its several large mace-like tentacles. It's it's a snail. It, <laughs> just speed bagging. Uh, it's got the big shell. It's got the sticky snail-like body coming out of the front. It's got the little a little mouth gob. And then... Exactly. And then five tentacles with flails on the end of them. That it just batters you with. So does it just look like a big, like, hand? Kind of. It kind of looks like a big high five. Just smacking you in the face. (laughs) Speed bagging your noggin. Yeah, hold up your hand and imagine at the end of all of your fingers were small spiked clubs... And that's what you hit people with. And those are prehensile, so you can <laughs> smack people all you want. Yeah. And on your palm, there's a mouth. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what we're looking at. I mean, I know, but that made the analogy weird. Yeah. I don't want a mouth on my hand. Yeah, well. Reminds me of that weird guy from Naruto. I, I can't help you I there. forget what his name is. Okay. I remember one, exactly one non- main character from Maruto, and that was Shikamura. And that's all I remember. I don't remember what he did, either. I just remembered he was well, his name, and he was lazy. Well, the, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, let's not go on a Naruto tangent. Well, yeah. 
Anyway, flail snails, pros, cons, hit me with them, brah. Well, it's a snail for one, and there's four jokes you can make about them. Um, <laughs> um, the, the other big descriptor in uh, Oval's book is the trail of treasure. It says, left undisturbed, a flail snail moves slowly along the ground, consuming everything on the surface, including rocks, sand, and soil, stopping to relish crystal growths and other large mineral deposits. It leaves behind a shimmering trail that quickly solidifies into a thin layer of a nearly transparent substance inedible to the snail. This glassy residue can be harvested and cut to form window panes of varying clearnesses. It can also be heated and spun into glass objects of other sorts. And some humanoids make a living from trailing flail snails to collect this glass. Huh. That's kind of... That's fun. Yeah, they just kind of... They eat up stuff and they shit out what they don't want and you can turn it into a drinking glass. Well, do they shit it out or is it just like secrete from them? That's like their goo. I guess it's just their snail trail. Like it's... Yeah. yeah. It's not their... Yeah, I guess it's not their excrement per se. But it's just... I mean, they, they, they ex- excrete it, so it's an excrement of sorts. Well, excrement in the sense of... Poo. Poo. Yeah. Scat. Who knows? Poo knows, man. Dung. <laughs> Dung, bruh. Dung, bruh. Dung snail. No. <laughs> God, we're getting off track. Um, All right, so it's a big, sticky hand that beats people up. And leaves glass. And makes glass. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, no, they're they're super interesting. They're, uh, the, the shell actually has some properties to it that um, can reflect magics. Where it can just, uh, it, can, it can convert magical energy into like a shockwave that spreads out around it to defend itself. Whoa. Yeah. Um, or, like, spells can be reflected back on the caster, even. Yeesh. Yeah. That's, uh, that flash of light that it can do can just leave people stunned and blinded and just kind of lights up an area around the snail. Um, and, yeah, the, the shells, this is, this is the thing that I don't condone. Because um, the, the following them around and taking the, the glass-like trail from behind them, that's harmless to the snail. Yeah. Um, but there are people out there who, like, try to, like, like hunt the snails for their shells. Oh. Yeah. Um, because they're super pricey. Like, mm-hmm. they are, they're also huge. The average shell weighs 250 pounds. And that's, in your... That's more than me. Yeah. It's more than me. That's a, that's a boy-sized shell. Uh... <laughs> And no, uh, please, please, please. That's a man. (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) Shit, I'm sick. Um, And in your your standard uh, gold based economy, it can sell for uh, one intact shell can sell for upwards of 5000 gold pieces. Oh, shit. Yeah. But people do seek out the shells for the anti-magic properties, and, like, armorers make shields out of them, or armors, or what have you. Um, It can also be used to make, uh, like, spun into, like, robes to replicate the, like, flashing light effect of the shell. Um, Yeah, the shell is ground up and added to the dye while the 
uh, garments being fashioned. Mm-hmm. Which, like, from like a fantasy crafting standpoint, that's super cool. From an yeah. ethics standpoint, total horseshit. Yeah. Like, leave the fucking snails alone. Definitely. They're already uh, giving you shit glass. Like, yeah. So, folks, if you're very, if you're interested in adopting a flail snail, there will be a bit of a uh, a vetting process that's going to make sure that this bad boy, yeah, you know, these the the these little fr- well, not little, these big old friends of ours, yeah. go to homes that are going to treat them with dignity and respect. There are also some rescues in our our menagerie to refer back to that earlier word mm-hmm. that are shellless. Uh, yes. That's that we we managed to scoop up after they were so horribly and horrendously removed from their shells. So now it's more like a flail slug. It's it's a flail slug. Let's be real, but they're still friendly. Um, they're you know they they have your standard fair beast intelligence. Um, they are still pretty slow, like snails are. So you're not going to have to worry about it running away. Um, so you know you can train them and work with them in, in all of the traditional methods. Uh, they and you know they are they are earthen based elementals. So you can you know feed them rocks and soil and yeah. things like that. They'll gobble it right up. And that's a very economic. Um, yeah, and then you idea. can you can sell that snail trail to the local ren fair. And give some artisans some stuff to work with, and yeah, local colleges, yeah, glass blowing for programs. sure. That's actually that's actually a really good idea, dude. I want like that to be a thing now. Have like a like a grant aid flail snail. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. Um, this is our. It's like hello class. Welcome to glass blowing one hundred and one. I'm going to be your teacher, and this is your flail snail, Patrick. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, they don't. They, they they do not talk. They don't even speak any of the like classic elemental languages. Yeah. They are they are speechless. Yes. Um, but yeah, they're pretty cute. They're just big old big old snails. If you're fine with a nice gooey buddy, uh, buddy, gooey buddy, perhaps perhaps think about a flail snail. Yeah, dope. Well, is there anything else we need to know about flail snails before we scoot on? Don't take their shells, or Don't I'll kill take you. Their shells, or we we will look well, for you. We will find you. I will not we'll kill you, you myself. Talking to yeah, I will not kill you myself. But we do still have some steel predators laying around. Yeah, just I'm just saying we have your IP address. So I mean, yeah, sorry, bro. Sorry, bro. Let us scoot. To a fan letter we just received, it reads thusly. My dearest Zack and Griffin, purveyors of lovable creatures. Hey. My name is Triolic Verstalia. Hi, Triolic. I, hello. Oh. I, I don't know why I answered. <laughs> I'm a dark elf maiden. Until two weeks ago, I had a lovely purple flump as my companion. Aww. He had been with me since childhood, and I am distraught at his loss. Oh no. However, upon entering the training to become a cleric of Lolth Lolth? Lolth. Is that how pronounce it? Lolth? Yeah. I had to sever my ties to all my past life. Killing my family was easy enough, but oh. Jerry had been more faithful to me than my own brother. As soon as I am done with my entrance rites, in another month or so, I will be allowed to gain a new companion. But flumps are no longer an option because of my previous ties to them. 
what would you recommend for a new priestess of Loth that could be both companion and make me look more badass among my new family? Uh, Loth be praised, Trialic. Yeah, this is not the worst person that we've had as a customer. Um, yeah. Well, well, Trialic, uh, we do have a couple options for you. We have uh, reviewed our stock, reviewed our, our uh, collections, and the uh, lovely, lovely critters that we keep uh, within the confines of our store. And uh, we will present them to you in a traditional fashion. Yes. A traditional fashion known only as Clash of the Creatures! 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 Yes, my first option creatures. for you. Creatures! My first option for you, Triolic, is a bit of a nasty one. Um, which, um, uh, the, I, I may be wrong on the pronunciation. Varguils. A Varguil. A Varguil? Varguil. No? I don't what know. What do you think? Varguil? Var, var, Varguil. Varguil. Sure. That's what I'm going with. A Varguil um, is essentially a head um, that has been uh, 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 exploded from its owner. Um <laughs> Takes on a very uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Warped aesthetic and grown large fleshy bat wings. What the fuck? Well, look, I'm just saying, Loth is not the most cheery of goddesses, and if you're going to serve her, you're gonna want something a little rough and tumble, brah. I mean, yeah, go on. Shrieking, flapping, and hideous to behold. Ah, Jesus. With a, with a body like a severed head and bat-like wings in place of ears, Varguil's bowl, uh, boil out of the abyss to infest other planes of existence, such as Carceri, where they are a menace. Other Varguil <laughs> carries a disease Sorry, that creates... Suggesting they're only a menace in that place. Yeah. No, they, they're fucking menaces wherever yes. they go. Each Varguil carries a disease that creates more of its kind. Oh a my flock god! Of, a flock of Varguils on the uh, on the wing is a plague. Oh, on what is it? It says on the wing. That's a weird statement. On the wing is a plague of chaos and evil waiting to happen. A, yes. a an infect a plague of Varguils. A p- plague of Varguils. Yes. Um. So they are horrifying. Yeah. All right. Th- this is great. Varguils that roam free on the material plane are a dire threat to all creatures, especially humanoids. Their awful shrieking can paralyze other creatures with fear, and such victims are helpless to resist a uh, a Varguil's accursed kiss. The kiss of a Varguil infects a humanoid with a fiendish curse. If allowed to run its course, the curse brings about a gruesome transformation of an abyssal spirit. Oh, as an abyssal spirit invades the person's bodies. Over a period of hours, the victim's head takes on a fiendish uh, takes on fiendish aspects such as fangs, tentacles, and horns. At the same time, the person's ears grow larger, expanding and transforming into wing-like appendages. In the final moments, the victim's head tears away from the body ah! in a fountain of blood, becoming another Varguil, ah! which often then eagerly laps up its own life fluids. Sunlight or the brilliant illumination of a daylight spell can delay this transformation, and Varguils instinctively shun bright light as a result. Did I do good? What the fuck have you done? 
I mean, I I I, I did the assignment. Yeah, no, I, you did the fucking assignment, all right. Holy shit! So, Trill, like, you can have a scary demon head that can then create more scary demon heads for you. I'm sort of in tears now just thinking about it. I, but it'll be great. I don't even want to go right now. Um, yes, they're very scary, they're, Trialic, yeah. and um, and I think it will serve you well. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, understand Abyssal, Infernal, and any other languages that it knew be- before becoming a Vargoil, but can no longer speak. Oh, jeez. Um, they uh, can um, see in the dark up to 60 feet. They're immune <laughs> to poison. Oh, good. Um, and they're resistant to cold fire and lightning. Oh, good. Th- that's a Vargoil. Well, Zach, you've... That's a that's a, a a a potent opening salvo. Just tell me that I went above and beyond. And no, let me feel better, please. No, you did. You went beyond and beyond and beyond. Fargoils. <laughs> For your consideration, Trialic. Here, well, Griffin's multiversal pet shop. Yeah, I mean, I guess the one that I have isn't much better. So. What do you got for us? I didn't plan on having to follow that. Because, God damn it, I'm going to lose again. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It depends what, um, what, you, what, what you got. I've got something that is not only fearsome, but useful. Okay. Something that is something you can trust to get the job done. All right. I've got a slithering tracker. Tell me about that one more time. A slithering tracker? Yes. And. Yes, and. It's a slithering tracker. No, but, like, what is a slithering tracker? Uh, Picture, if you will, an oozy snake with a man face. I don't like that. So it's an ooze, Yeah. first of all. Which yes. we have not talked a lot about oozes. We have not touched on ooze. I think we did the gelatinous the, cubes in the, the party, party pack, um, but this is the first ooze in a while. It's a chaotic evil ooze. Uh, okay, slithering trackers. Um, it is. Uh, they were once an individual whose oh, no. whose quest for revenge sometimes goes so far. That they undergo a ritual in which the body is transformed into uh, a body of semi-liquid sentience known as a slithering tracker. Innocuous and insidious, a tracker flows into places where normal creatures cannot go and brings, this is their words, not mine, its own brand of watery death down upon its quarry. Uh, uh. The ritual for creating slithering trackers is known to hags, liches, and priests who worship gods of vengeance. It can only be performed on a willing creature that hungers for revenge. The ritual sucks all of the moisture from a person's body, killing it. Yet the mind lives on in the puddle of liquid that issues forth from the remains. And so too does the subject's insatiable need for retribution. So okay, so it's a person... That was now, a person. That is now a jelly person. Yeah. And is... Uh, so a jelly snake man. <laughs> yeah, a jelly snake man. A very, a very vengeful jelly snake man. Okay, tell, tell, me, tell me more. Uh, 
Slithering trackers, they can, like, taste the ground for clues, for, like, a scent, seeking traces of their prey. That's weird. Um, To kill, they rise up and enshroud a creature, attempting to drown it, while also draining it of its blood. So simultaneous drowning and exsanguination. How does that treat you, Trialic? Insanguination. Good word. Thank you. A slithering tracker that has killed in this fashion becomes much easier to locate for a time since its liquid form becomes tinged with blood and the body leaves behind a visible trail of stuff behind it. So it also leaves a bloody snail trail uh, after it's killed a few times. And uh, achieving uh, revenge against its target, however, does not end a slithering tracker's existence nor its hunger for blood. Uh, Slithering trackers remain aware of their purpose and extend their quest for revenge to others, such as anyone who supported or befriended the original target. Most of the time, though, uh, a tracker's mind can't cope with being trapped in liquid form, unable to communicate, and driven by the desire for blood. A tracker, after a tracker fulfills its duty, insanity takes over the creature and attacks indiscriminately until it is destroyed. Well, that's... something. Oh, yeah. Uh, So... The way I'm picturing this for you, Triolic, is sort of a, maybe you can accentuate your outfits with this cool creature, like a feather boa around like your neck. Like a boa. Like a feather boa, wearing, around, wearing it around a your neck. A weird, wet boa. Yeah, but like, ready to kill. With a dude face. With a dude face. <sighs> yeah. I mean, you, you got the 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 spookiness across, I guess. For sure, uh, they they can just lunge out and attack creatures. They can, you know, they have a liquid form, so they can s- slip through any spaces that there's a, just a little tiny crack to go through. They can they have equal speed whether they're climbing or swimming or moving on the ground. They blend in with water and can hide in the water with ease. And they can leech life from people, uh, restraining them and suffocating them uh, unless they can breathe water, regaining health and vitality as they do so. And, yeah. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Picked some real slam dunks, didn't we? I thought the Varga wheels were scary. That's also very, very scary. It's pretty bad, not gonna lie. Oh, also, so, if, like, c- kind of similar to a good old-fashioned rug of smothering, if, like, you're being attacked by this thing and someone tries to, like, pull it off you by shooting it with an arrow or something, then, like, half the, that damage does go to you rather than the tracker. Oh, no. Yeah, because it kind of just, like, warbles around you. Yeah. So, Triolic, those are some some options. Yeah. For you. So, my thing about the Varga Wheel... Since this is a clash of the creatures, we do need to debate a little bit, I think. Okay. I, sure. They nasty. They they are nasty. But, like, yeah. not, like, but, like, bad nasty. I mean, isn't that kind of the point, though? I want, like, cool nasty. Like, a Slithering Tracker is cool nasty. They're just nasty nasty. Well, Cause I, like, that's fair. Because, like, what it, it's, it, what, it, you can't, the Bargul can't, like, brush its teeth or anything. You know, I mean, not, uh, the Slytherin tracker doesn't have teeth. It can't brush its teeth. That's what. That's the. It's a non-issue. But like that Vargwheel is just a man's head. Yeah, it's just going to get even nastier. Yeah, so it's just it's just gross. It's got that bad. It's got that bad breath stank. 
That's the whole point is that it's a nasty man. No. We're looking for, like, badassery and also a little bit of evil. Vargil I mean, is just nasty. I mean, yeah, but, like, it depends, I guess, on the person, you know? Maybe someone thinks that, that nasty's badass. Would you not be be horrified at a Vargol coming at you? Yeah, I think it, I, th- I think if it was mine, I'd be horrified of it. I mean, yeah, but, like, also, I'd be horrified, at, like, especially wearing that boa style. Like, every once in a while, this thing could just lurch into my chest and suck my <laughs> blood out. Like, That's fine. It's not. I need my blood. You need some of your blood. You don't need all of it. And also, yeah. if if you're if you're cool with the Slytherin tracker, it should have no reason to attack you because it's not it's not who you're after, or it's you're not who it's after. I mean, I get, I guess. Oh man, I think you're fine. We I think did. I think it's a great utility to have around. You can just you know give it a trail. Uh, it like nothing can stop it, and it's at the very at the very least, it's a great thing to threaten people with. Yeah. I mean, like, imagine just, you know, you're walking through, you know, uh, uh, the streets and a small street tough comes up and attempts to relieve you of your coin purse. Okay. Very, very stealthily. Uh Uh-huh. You catch him. And as you turn around, you quickly snatch his wrist and get down on his level real quick. Uh-huh. Like, real close. Your face, very close. Yeah. Yes. My dear Dark Elf friend, your, your whatever color eye you have, you know, the, the uh, I, I always like to imagine Duraz with, like, his blood red eyes. Yeah. Peering into this child's soul and being like, you try that again. I'll have my Vargawheel here turn you into one of him. You don't want that, do you, boy? And the boy be like, no! And then you let go of the kid's wrist. Then he goes sprinting off to wherever, whatever hole he crawled out of. And you're like, that's right, child. Be afraid. Oh and then your varicle wheel's like, Aah! and then um, you go on your way. Yeah. I have a very important question. Yeah. Can varicle wheel speak? No, they can't. Okay. They understand your language, but they cannot speak. Yeah, Slytherin Tracker is the same way. Because they both got dude. They're both basically just different. You take a dude face and ha- add something else to it. That's fair. <laughs> That's very fair. Because the, the Slytherin Tracker is just like... <laughs> except a little sloppier. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll edit that onto the sound that I made. <laughs> Oh. Okay, you can stop now. Okay. But yes, uh, Triolic, those are some options for you. If you are interested, stop on by the store anytime, uh, and we'll get you hooked up. I think it's got to be Slytherin Trackers, but that's just my case. That's just mine. We'll let the people decide, all yeah. right? We'll drop, a, we'll drop a Twitter poll for this one. Yes, so as, definitely keep your eyes out for that. Yeah, at Pet Shop Cast on Twitter. On Twitter. Twitter. Well, with that, Griff, yeah. that's all of our creatures for today. Yeah. 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 Is there anything you want to do at the end? Just kind of like, just like, kind of want to hang out. I mean, yeah. It's it's nice to to see you. I I, I you know I recently joined you at at the Bread Mines and mm. uh, and that's been nice. It's mm. been 
take a small turn out of the the chaotic evil corner we just went into. For yeah, a minute. The, it, I, I, I didn't mean to cry, folks, but I did. It's okay. Um, There's nothing wrong that. with that. It's it's healthy. I, it's it's a sign of emotional fullness. Strong man can cry. It's true. I do it every <laughs> day. There we are. Yeah. But uh, yes, folks, thank you so much for coming in. Listen to this here episode of Zach and Griffin's multiversal pet shop yeah we we appreciate each and every one of you that listen uh we'd always love to hear from you as we mentioned this this uh last half of the show came from a uh fan mail letter yes so feel free to ask us any questions whether it's for yourself whether it's for a character of yours in uh that you partake in in a form of tabletop role-playing game must have let us know if you want us we'll do some do some uh some shopping for them on their behalf in whatever verse they're from we got you we got you we got you zach and griffin's multiversal pet shop colon we got you we we got you and it's it's spelled g-o-t-c-h-o-o oh 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 i like the double o i was gonna go with in my head it was double o's Oh, I like the double O. You like that? Got you. Yeah, got you. Got you. So I was just gonna put a U for a similar effect, but it doesn't yeah. look as catchy. So I'm C- fine with that. G O T C H O O. Yeah, got you. We got you. I like it. We got you. But folks, yeah. Um, I, I'm. I've been Zach. I have been Griffin. And just remember, everybody, at the end of the day, it's all about love, baby. It's all about love, baby. 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 Baby, baby. Yeah, baby. We have definitely done this exact thing for the outro before. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you all so much for listening to episode 21 of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. If you've enjoyed the show, consider subscribing or leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, or your favorite podcatcher. You can follow along with us at Pet Shop Cast on Twitter or PetShopCast.com. If you want more, you can check out our sister show, Another Path, a theatrical D&D actual play podcast at Another Path Pod on Twitter or at AnotherPathPodcast.com. On that website, you can find links to our merch store and Patreon, which helps support all the shows that we do and the amazing people who create them. We'd also like to thank Nikki Does Puzzles for making our theme song. You can find her SoundCloud at Nikki Does Puzzles or at Tuttle underscore Trouble on Twitter. That's all for this week, folks, but we will be back soon. Don't you worry. In just a couple weeks, we love each and every one of you, our lovely customers, and we'll see you on the other side of tomorrow. Sure. Bye.